What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Clear Conversations. I'm joined today with Chelsea. She does house flipping, house remodeling. She does it all, but it's really been so interesting to see her journey, her process. And we're gonna learn a little bit about why does she do what she does. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Chelsea, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. I stay pretty doing good. It's yeah, it would take a lot to kind of knock me off my group. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem kind of like a go, a go, 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 go kind of a person. Like you just got to get it done. Got to get it done. Yes, but you know, I was just telling someone today. So I just want to make a note uh, to the listeners where I'm. I'm actually sitting in the empty living room of the house I'm flipping. So hence all the echo. Uh, normally houses that are filled with furniture and rugs and curtains are not so echoey. So unfortunately, that is the reverb you hear. But it only is a further testament that I really am <laughs> flipping a house. <laughs> and I am in the house. Yes. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like not somewhere between oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I would say first and foremost, I'm an artist, I'm a creative. And uh, since 2006, um, I started, I've been an entrepreneur. I've always been entrepreneurial, inc entrepreneurially inclined because I, well, I, I guess I don't really love being bossed around, especially <laughs> when I feel like someone isn't isn't adequately in leadership now that's not everyone if you are an, a great boss mm -hmm. i i love not being the boss so i'm actually not really an, an alpha i'm kind of more of a sigma if you know what that means like i can lead if i need to mm -hmm. but i also love just doing my own thing and not having the extra stress so this is just um something that kind of happened my my career that I left a few years ago was in actually in entertainment. Um, I was a professional dancer since I was 17, teaching dance, um, performing for little companies. Um, the various gigs for a dancer can span from TV, movies, commercials like Apple commercials, or little segments on TV shows like where you don't even really notice that that is a choreographed movement and that would be a hired by that that would be a dancer um commercials like i said tv film and live shows so that was like what i've done for a really long time when i decided teaching wasn't really the i was more into performing than teaching and eventually i just got a little bit sick of um the industry and the lifestyle of the community mm -hmm. um like as as a jehovah's witness it was just something that i just it, I just knew if I stayed there, it would just become almost irreversibly toxic. So I, I, I started making my exit plan and it took me about four years to really execute it. Um, and my vehicle for leaving that career in entertainment was Airbnb. Um, one thing, like once dance, my art became my career, I had another vehicle for creativity and that was making a really dope apartment, refinishing countertops and building things. And I would, I would just do that 
in my safe home, you know, away from the, the noise of Hollywood, which I was where I lived for 11 years, mm-hmm. I would just make this really cool place and I'd have my friends over from my, from my congregation. And, and it was just really great. And then people were just like, your place is really dope because it was small, but I had like, I built an extra closet and I hung things on the walls and, you know, did all that stuff, painted every surface, every surface got redone in there. Um, but it was colorful like myself and a friend of mine lived in Brooklyn and she said, you know, I Airbnb my apartment. This is years ago. This is probably uh, six or seven years ago. And she would Airbnb her apartment in Brooklyn for fashion week and would make sometimes up to $10,000 for the month, which was mm-hmm. insane. Um, yeah. You know, that's fashion week. But even if, so I tried it when I would go travel with, uh, with an artist um, I would do that a couple of times at this around this time. And I was making like double my. Yeah. So I started making amazing money um, with Airbnb. And it was, it was very lucrative. And, it, and, and I said, you know what? I can do this. In 2017, I tried running my business in LA mm-hmm. from overseas. I went to Australia for three, four weeks. I was like, let's see how this goes. I had a cleaning team and different staff that I personally had trained and I could do all their payments digitally. I could pay them to, to restock the apartment all online. So it was really amazing. And I proved some things to myself in 2017. I had a partner in Germany in March of 2019 uh, for you know missionary opportunities, English speaking opportunities. And I can always do interior design yeah, anywhere I go. For sure. It's, it's, yeah. So I went there and I did that. And uh, it was wildly um, successful. Uh, and then I, I lived with a friend for three months. And then I got my own place. So I have my apartment there now. Um, I ran my business beautifully. But I, I loved Europe so much that I thought, you know, I want to downsize even further clear out my stuff out of California. Yeah. And I did that right before COVID. Wow. So we got out of LA <laughs> and down my apartment by March 1st. Whoa, 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 by wait. March 1st. Whoa, so, so you were just. <laughs> God was looking out for me because I'm telling you, I prayed on that. I prayed on that and prayed on that and prayed on that because so many people were approaching me, me like, I want to do Airbnbs, like, help me with my business, expand, expand, expand. And I was like, this is so tempting, but I have a really good thing going. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you create space in your room, that's in your life, excuse me, that's when more good things can pour in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, to maximize future opportunities, I downsized. Yeah, And that sure. was perfectly planned. Mm-hmm. I hightailed it back to Europe. I went snowboarding. And by the time I got back. Hightailed it, everybody. She said hightailed it, okay? She I was out. I did it. <laughs> and when I say hightail, I mean hightail. 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 Because I'm a dancer. So it's a high kick, hightail. <laughs> um, back to Germany. And everything yeah. was locking down behind me. Spain was locking down, London locked down. And by the time I got to Germany, I was in lockdown for three months. From, yes. Wow. March, April, May. Things started to open up in May. And I decided to come back 
and chill with my parents in June mm -hmm. of last year. And I've been here for six months. Wow. Plus. Now that, yeah. that is so, so interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to talk a little bit, a little bit about your page, because it seems like you've been to a lot of beautiful places. Now, would you say that you draw inspiration from home when you do your design work? Or do you draw inspiration from all the places you've been combined? What? This is such a good question. Um, <laughs> this is, you know why it's such a good question? Because it's, it shows that you are very intuitive. And you told me that you're a graphic artist and you've remodeled homes. So you kind of have that keen eye. I'm gonna tell you straight up, I rule, I don't rule out anything. Wow. Old or young, Africa to Scandinavia, I don't rule out anything. Hmm. The mundane, I can find the interesting things in the mundane. And by doing that, as an artist and as a creative, I have a very thick Rolodex of ideas that I can constantly draw from. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, that is very much a part of it. Um, I'm really fun, uh, like when I'm, in the ministry, which basically, if, if you're, if you're not of my same faith, that means like when I'm outdoors meeting people, trying to share the good word, I am, t I'm, I'm like taking everything in. I'm taking in the buildings, the door knockers, the people, how they mm -hmm. interact with their homes. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And um, that's, that's so awesome. How would you advise somebody in the sense, like just the listeners, like if they hear this podcast today and they're like, man, you know, that's something that I think I could do, you know, but I don't really know, you know, where to start. <sighs> okay. I mean, the common answer is to create a plan, write it down, blah, 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 blah. But I am not very, I mean, I'm a major <laughs> list maker. I'm mm -hmm. a major list maker, but I will ponder over something for a good amount of time, but then I just start. I don't wait till everything is perfectly timed mm -hmm. because sometimes by the time you think the timing is perfect, you might be late. Yeah. So my recommendation is if it's just confidence you lack, fake it till you make it. That is the number one thing you're going to hear in, 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 Holly, in Hollywood is fake it till you make it. And that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing separating you from the people that are already doing it is the knowledge. That's mm. it. But you yeah. cannot get the knowledge if you are too afraid to start. So mm. you, there will always be that gap. The only difference between someone already doing it is they've done it. They've been doing it for about a thousand to 10,000 more hours. They usually say doing something for about 10,000 hours makes you a master. Mm. Um, I am 100% self-taught. I have two older brothers and a father and you know, I've had boyfriends and none of them wield tools. None of mm -hmm. them. Um, I learned how to do saws, use drills, use table saws, um, use sawzaws, grinders, caulking guns, spackle, mm -hmm. you know, trowels. I learned, I taught myself, started. I mean, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I, I say this every single time, you cannot be too terrified to fail or make a mistake. That has been the, the only thing that's held me back has been a fear of failure slash embarrassment that I, that I fail. Mm -hmm. But really that's just ego because 
in the end, most normal people or most people that are kind of on the same level of you in terms of perspective mm-hmm. will envy and appreciate the fact, envy in a healthy way, envy and appreciate the fact that you are getting going, that you are getting started. Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing I can honestly say, the more I do, the more I'm in action, mm-hmm. you can tell I've read a lot of books on entrepreneurialism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and personal development. But the more that I'm in action, the more it's like an oscillating tool or it's like that centripetal force. It just mm-hmm. spins them around and I just draw opportunities into me. Mm-hmm. I just draw them to me. Like I'm here working at this house. I'm in South Dallas. If you go South of any big city, it's a usually probably more of like a minority community or whatever. And I guess it's not so common to see a dark skinned female under the age of 50 running a team of men to remodel a house. Mm-hmm. And so cars are constantly stopping. Neighbors are constantly asking me if it's on the market yet, that they want to buy it for this family member or this family member. And it's been really cool. I've gotten business just from the neighbors wanting me to come redo their houses. Mm-hmm. More than, more than, and this is how I run my business for a lot for the last while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just, I was just going to add to that. Um, I've said this in one of my episodes before, but like one, one friend of mine, he told me something that like, I've always like tried to mentalize, but like, it's like, if you get the queen bee, then you get all the worker bees that come with it. And so when that happens, it's like, you won't even have to worry about that work, but look at you right now being able to use and show people, Hey, look, this is this is my result. This is this is what it's turned out to be. It's amazing. And, and they're like, what? 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 Yeah. Some people are like, oh, if you can just sell it, just sell it as it is. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. That's like that's like getting the most talented baker to make you the most delicious cake and you have mm. one piece and throw the rest away. No, oh, no, no. You savor wow. it to the last bite. So yeah. for me. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm going to finish this house and then I'm going to stage it and then I'm going to get professional photos because that's all you need, baby. That is all you need to get that <laughs> that website popping. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. I, I, exactly. So yeah, it's not, it's I don't have to do that for every single house. Mm-hmm. But house number one needs to be I'm, it needs to be the meal ticket. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So I tend to savor it. I'm, I, I try to remind myself that because I, it's like every week I set this really huge, this really near deadline. And at, at the end of the day, I'm very grateful mm-hmm. um, that my dad and I were able to, to get this house so inexpensively. And I mean, you, you're not even going to, this was an orange house and before it was orange, it was pink. And now it's a cool gray uh, with like black details. And it's, it's, Turning out, look at all the doors behind me. Yeah, yeah. And, and a brand new stove. <laughs> yeah, and so for all the all the listeners, if you go to her page, you can actually follow her process. Um, I know I was following for, you know, the whole process, but just looking at the stories and seeing how, I think there's a an old brick oven outside. Yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah. Wow, you are, okay, so the thing is, is, also to the listeners, you know, I do share on social media mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie. I want to, I want to keep it real with you. 
it can be intimidating. First of all, I have to have a camera set up all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I cannot physically hold my camera and I'm not hiring a videographer. So I have my tripod. Here's my tripod over here. You can see it right there. You see that? Yep. I see it. That's my tripod. And okay. I set it up and sometimes I'm doing video and I mix it with a time lapse and I try to capture as much content and then I tell the story. So when you go to my Instagram at Chelsea Trail, um, at Chelsea Trail on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, it's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-T-R-A-I-L-L-E. And I'll tell you that I try to be a bit more modest about sharing all my interior design stuff there mm-hmm. because that's kind of more like my personal branding of like me. Mm-hmm. I have, I do have an Instagram coming soon. I'm working on the branding package right now with the branding awesome. company uh, because it's it's going to be real estate investment and property solutions mm-hmm. and interior design. Like that's that's our business. Yeah, uh, for sure. At branding, but the house I'm in now, I'll just tell you, it was built in 1959. It uh, there are all these houses here are super old. It has really good bones in Texas. We we're in what what's kind of called we're in North Texas, where where we call Tornado Alley. So mm. there's a lot of um, torrential weather that comes through in certain times of the year, fall and spring. And this house is, it's on a pier and beam, which means it's not on a slab of concrete, it's raised up. So a lot of the plumbing and electrical run either at the top through the attic or underneath the house. Okay. And then it's easy to ground all those wires basically straight under the house, so it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm on about a quarter acre. Okay. Uh, so it's a huge lot. It's three bedrooms, uh, two bath, and the bath bathrooms used to be one teeny tiny bathroom and then one normal size bathroom that the whole house here. So and there's all these closets. These older homes have all these like mini compartments. So I I cut out some of those, closed up some walls, and I was able to get two big bathrooms. So now the master bedroom, the new applied newly applied master ba- bedroom, mm-hmm. has a master. It's like a full on suite, which is good. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Big rooms. I ripped out this wall covering all the doorways. So now you get a lot more morning light mm-hmm. through, through the front window, which was blocked off by a dark hallway. Um, yeah, it was 1979, uh, 1959. And somewhere in those, I would say in the last 50 years, someone built a brick oven in the back. Here we go. And when I got here, it was orange. They had painted it. <laughs> orange yeah and then this super janky roof off the top of the back house uh off the top of the back of the house mm-hmm. so when you add like a veranda or like it's called hooding they created like a hood okay uh or like an awning kind of effect so all the back of the house was blocked from the sun from the western sun hmm. you know what i'm saying so in the front is the east and in this in the back is the west so in the back, they did a back patio. So all the windows that are on the, the, the western side of the house basically were shaded. So that meant that the back of the house was also dark and the front of the house was dark. So the house was quite dark and dank. So by removing that awning or that hood, light pours into this house now. Wow, that's so yeah, awesome. It's stunning. Yeah, yeah, it's stunning. I did all recessed lighting. Do you see how bright it is in here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the ceiling is only nine feet high. It's pretty short for a ceiling. Okay. 
when you walked in here, they had chandeliers hanging down into the space. So if you were a tall person, you would have felt like you're in a small room. So I cut out all of those except for a few in the hallway, mm -hmm. just in the corner. And they're only like maybe 10 inches low, not much. Yeah. Um, and they're in obscure places, you know, places where you're, you don't need to do any major activities. So, um, and then I did daylight white. So it made it very bright and white in here. Mm -hmm. So much so that now I can play around with some darker colors. And that's why I went with darker doors. Okay. Yeah. That's to kind of offset. And then I'm going to uh, restain. This is a sanded floor, but it's going to become a dark walnut wood. Okay. And so that'll balance out the light and bright. So, and then, mm -hmm. so, so what kind of flooring is that? Is that is this is the, the original wood floor? Probably the, the original from 1959. Prob yes. It is. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. It will be awesome. Uh, we kept the original floor. And where we couldn't, so all we did is brand new tile in both bathrooms okay. and kitchen. And then I did an accent mosaic tile in the new office. I added an office. Yeah. And then the laundry room. So there's just this little peekaboo of really cool floor. Mm -hmm. um, like in like where you wouldn't expect it. And then I have got an accent, cool accent uh, ceramic tile for the backsplash that matches the backsplashes in the showers. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So so yeah. did you do, I'm assuming floor and decor, go to? Uh, you know your stuff, <laughs> yes. So I did floor and decor um, in the end. So the floors of the showers and the walls of the showers are Lowe's actually. Lowe's uh, has a pretty nice selection. I always feel like okay. Lowe's is for people and Home Depot is for contractors. So I love con I love Home Depot for standard materials. Mm -hmm. um, but Lowe's gives you a tad bit more decorative options okay. for people out there. Yeah. Floor and decor is straight design. It's straight design. So if you want to just design something like a bathroom or a kitchen from beginning to end, that's the place to go. You have every tile option you can you can dream of. Laminate flooring to hardwood to vinyl, tile, subway tiles, porcelain, cement tiles, penny tiles, um, and then all the little uh, hardware like sink bowls for the kitchen and then like all the handles and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. floor and decor is great for like creating a completely designed palette for a new kitchen and bath. Okay. Um, and the prices are more competitive. Okay. So there's a lot more options and the price compete against Home Depot and Lowe's. Okay. And so you would, so for the listeners, uh, for some, somebody who was looking to create something new or something different, would you, what would you recommend? Lowe's, Floor and Decor, Home Depot. I'm sure there's more out there that I don't know what. <laughs> I recommend, um, okay. If you have zero idea, okay, which is not bad, but if you have no idea, hit up a page like DIY Network um, or HGTV. If you have no idea, but you have one clue, like I want gray cabinets. I don't know how I want it to look, but I want gray cabinets. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know what kind of wallpaper, but I want wallpaper with like a dark vibe. Okay. Go type that into Pinterest 
wallpaper, dark vibe. Images will come up. And then you scale it down, scale it down, scale it down. Create an album with those images. Then say, apply wallpaper or source wallpaper in the Detroit area, okay? okay. Then, you know what I mean? Do, do diligence, start with the big, go big to small. Mm-hmm. Don't go small to big. Don't find a knob and then try to, you know what I mean? Go small to big, get the vibe of the room and mm-hmm. then design it and source the wallpaper, source the trim, you know, go to Home Depot. You can go online. Nowadays, I know it's a little bit trickier to go out and about. And if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable with doing that endlessly, go online, open up a couple different browsers and compare the prices. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, paint, paint and glue and tape and paper and plastic for drop class are all going to generally be around the same price uh, for most stores. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and how long of a process um, from start to finish, do you think it'll be for, for the whole house? So yeah. we bought the house in September. We didn't start anything until beginning of October. So we are just going into our fourth month and I think we'll be done by the weekend, if not by Monday, done. Okay. Well, okay. all the listeners, you, you heard it from, her, from Chelsea herself. <laughs> we are in the tail end. This this Tail is about end, to baby. be done. Okay. Last seven, days, last seven days. We had a little bit of an accident. We were installing the master shower uh, and the, it wasn't aligning. Something wasn't working and we both had to go. I had to meet another appointment for interior design. It was all the way back across town. Mm-hmm. So I had to go and I was even f- still five minutes late, but I, I was like, we got to go, we got to go. And I wanted to unscrew the sliding door and set it aside. And the contractor I was working with tends to be a bit impatient when he's Mm -hmm. not able to figure something out. It's very hard for him to walk away with something unfinished. And he didn't want to unscrew it. He left one screw in and then he used contractor's tape to hold it. Mm -hmm. Let's just say, do you think that that 150 pound door lasted all night with that tape? No, by the next morning, that thing was in a million pieces shattered all over the bathroom. Oh no. Well, pretty devastating. I partly blame myself because I knew it wasn't a good idea and I didn't push back enough. I'm yeah. Working on it. Yeah. So, and yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so great to hear, you know, it's, it's great to hear, you know, your whole process of where you started from and how far you've gotten. And now, you know, you're all, you're almost, done i mean that's that's got to be so this is like a big question for me that i have for you is there anything in that house that you would say that you specifically put in to kind of represent your creativeness something in the house that you find special that you're like this is my work and this is not anything that you're gonna see and anybody else's yeah so i would say i'll tell you right now i love okay a few things that i love is i love black okay a lot of people are scared of black but whenever you see something designed everyone is raving about there's always a good element of black Mm -hmm. i love black because it's it's great for silhouette i love a really 
you know, blank canvas with a black pendant. I just think that looks super sharp. I would mm. always lean more towards black than something shiny. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, it just gives that edge. But in this house, I actually mixed metals. That is a very Chelsea thing to do. I don't really believe in rules. Like, well, if it's all gold, it's got to be gold everywhere. I don't believe in that. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, yeah, I mean, you might find even a tad bit of brushed nickel in here, not much. Okay. You're going to find mostly chrome, chrome finish, because I thought that everything was a bit white in here, and I wanted some shine. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to put brushed nickel on top of white until so it all looked monotonous. Mon monotonous right mm -hmm. um and then i went with black hardware so black and i took all the old hinges well not old everything's new but some of my doors arrived with brushed nickel hinges i took them all off and everything got a fresh coat of black paint okay multiple layers of matte black so and all my doorknobs when they get installed they're all black um, but all my trim is bright crisp clean white <laughs> mm -hmm. um so i have i love contrast for me anyone that disagrees with me can but i personally think when you add contrast to your design uh as a as, an, as a business person uh for marketing purposes i feel like it attracts a larger group of people mm. every you know it's it stands out and not m many people have no interest in standing out. If you're going to buy a new home and you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, you want to have the sexiest house in the block. No one's going to tell you that. <laughs> I want the ordinary house on the block. I want the house that lends you the vote. No one's going to tell you that. It would be like less than 5% that would be like, oh, I want an ordinary house. Most people are like, I want the sexiest house. So, that's what you'll always get with me, with my properties, in my, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I, I don't try to stand out like, like black on white, but I do try to pop and mm -hmm. I do try to give you vibe from the street. Mm -hmm. So I've got a garden out there. I've got contrast. I've got some black details, but I have a brand new brown roof. And then I have got brown from the landscaping and I'm excited. So yeah, I like contrast. I take some risks. Um, I did something interesting on the island uh, because I thought the island in the kitchen was looking a bit plain. Mm -hmm. Now, I do this. This is the designer in me. Now, re rehabbing a home is not the same as designing a home. Okay. Rehabbing a home is in a great par parcel for budget. Your, your limitations are usually centered around budget. Not okay. the cost, but the return on the investment. Okay. So you can't just going and going and going so this is what i'm learning and this is if i could go back this is what i would change um but i'm not really great at making things super plain <laughs> oh okay yeah super yeah plain. um i don't know if i'll ever be able to do anything super plain mm -hmm. um this is my first house so i'll, I'll get better at it yeah but, for sure um, yeah yeah so i and, like yeah. that i'm making i did a little surprise tile in the new office and in the okay. laundry room that you would dismiss as ordinary. Mm -hmm. I like to make little obscure places like the little powder room. I like to make them super uh, delicious and different. Yeah. And I think, I think a laundry room can be sexy. Like why, who says the laundry room has to be super lame? Mm -hmm. Why, you know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, things so like yeah, yeah. So before we wrap things up, you know, if somebody wants something designed, they're gonna come to you. If it looks good, 
you know, because you designed it, well, then that's what they hired you for. So it's so it's nice to hear the honesty of like just where you know exactly in the house of certain places where you're just like, okay, this is why I did this. I'm gonna tell you why. This is why I did this. I'm gonna tell you why. So that's so great. That's so great. And what? So what's next? So are you gonna do? Is that gonna be your thing? You know, or is it gonna be? You know. Well, um, I'll sort of like hand to wrap up. I was never intending to be um, holding power tools on this job. I did hire a general contractor, but in the end, we parted ways. I didn't feel like he was respecting the project and the budget and the mindset going into this neighborhood. As people live here, I felt like he was very dismissive of them and our property and I let him go and I took over his role and it's going well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm eager to wrap it up. I've, and in that, um, since I started before, after I started this project, I started an educational course for real estate investment. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to get back in that program. Um, I had to kind of shelf it for a second so I could finish this house. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be able to lead a really solid team once I absorb more of that information. And that's what we do. My father is my business partner and he's a CPA. Yeah. So he's got a very interesting perspective when it comes to property and other hard assets and how to take away from the tax benefits that come with being a homeowner. Um, so yeah, it's really awesome. I'm really excited to see what we do. The goal is to be residential, creating both uh, income for growth and passive income and eventually mm -hmm. getting to a place where I'm doing commercial investment on things like shopping centers and stuff like that um, so that you can reap dividends. And I just kind of, I don't want to work harder. I want to work smarter. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the laborer. I want to be the entrepreneur and kind of help people direct and, and then say yes to my passion project. You know, taking the opportunities like this and being able to really I feel like people don't really get the time to hear the person who actually is doing it. It you know what I mean by that? It's like yeah. they always hear like hearsay, but they never hear from the person themselves. So being able to hear that makes it even more special because it's like, okay, they're legit. Look at their page. <laughs> yeah. She's she's telling me everything and she's given me and I know we and I know you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast you said one of the things that you know sets you know an entry level person from a master is that knowledge and that time and so right now you're able to share a little bit of your knowledge and a little bit of your time so that already the listeners are able to listen so thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast and a shout out to your instagram is there anything that you want to talk about or say before we close up um oh um, no i mean Listen, I know that there's all different types of people. Um, there's beauty and all kinds of personalities. If I can encourage you to sideline your shyness, I'm not shy. And I'm always kind of uh, enamored by shy people because it's so different than my family. We're, all, we're, we're basically all extroverts with my mom as a slight exception. But shyness is adorable. But in, if you really want to go for something, you need to step out, you need to talk about it and don't talk about it like a theory that you're thinking about in the future context. Talk about it like it's now, like you mm -hmm. are that. I don't say I'm like an interior designer. I say I am an interior designer. People are hiring me for interior design 
that's what I am. Mm -hmm. So I share that often and you never know. I have had people overhear me in the parking lot and run me down and get my phone number because I'm not afraid to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is also law of attraction and creating that energy to draw people into your world. You, you never know. And I don't really believe in coincidences. I do believe in action and things just kind of will, will work out, you know? So mm -hmm. that, that's so if you, if you do follow my page, write me, interact, don't be shy. Don't, don't waste time hating. You know, if you like something that I'm doing, if you don't like something that I'm doing, write me, tell me, let's have a discussion. Um, because, um, you know, sharing is caring, you know, growing is all part of what we all want. We all want to grow. And I, and one thing I learned in Hollywood for 11 years there, there is more than enough work and opportunity for everyone, more mm -hmm. than enough work and opportunity for anything you want to do. The only difference is you. I hope you all are doing well. And this has been another episode of Clear Conversations. Uh, once again, uh, we are sponsored by major and so that is how we keep this podcast going so uh, please check that out um, if there's any needs uh, for design or logo design please uh, check out major.net check out the page and like always stay safe and have a great night <laughs>